Welcome to the Life Atelier podcast, or I, I think we're going to say your Life Atelier. Welcome to your Life Atelier, because this is your space to work on your life, whether you're doing that just once a week, or you're doing it a couple of times a week inside the community. But I'm going to be here to create that space for you as your coach. I'm Emma Lavelle. And if you didn't listen to episode zero, I felt really like cheeky saying zero. Cheekiness is my business strategy this year. Joy, freedom and cheekiness. Last year was about rest and creativity and grounding myself and this year joy, freedom and cheekiness. And yeah, if you haven't heard it already, I would possibly go back and have a listen to it because it will set the intention slightly for today. But if not, don't worry, we're just gonna, we're gonna crack on. So my intention with the podcast this year and with my business in general is minimizing. I used to run a course called the Minimalist Business School and what I want to do this year is share with you and also get back into what having a minimalist business means to me. And it's about having a business that is really aligned with my values. And I was writing out my values about three days ago, I was doing a bit of self-coaching in the morning, I did an Instagram post about it, about how it's something that I had gotten off track with, and I wrote out my values, and I wrote down freedom, connection, expansion, and then instead of beauty, I wrote joy, and I realised that that's one of my values has updated for about two years or more, the fourth value was always beauty, and for me that was very clear, it was about simplicity, it was about creating you know, spaces and a lifestyle that is filled with beauty. And for me, beauty is not about things. It's about being able to look out of my window and look at nature. If you have seen my Instagram account or if you're one of my clients, my students, and you've been on Zoom, you'll know that my window in the little village in Pastrana in Spain looks out onto this valley. And it's like, I mean, it's just jaw-dropping it's beautiful and and that was amazing every single day until it suddenly wasn't the biggest priority anymore and right now what I'm leaning into is connection and joy and doing more delightful things and being around humans much more I've kind of got to this period where that's what I'm ready for and that's what I need and so interestingly that value has been updated so I love that so if you are someone that has you know worked with your values maybe just check in with them and see are they still aligned with where you are and where you want to be and if you haven't then don't worry in the next few weeks I will be talking about values as well so the intention in realigning with the idea of minimalist business and having a lifestyle where my business feeds that freedom and that joy and that connection and expansion, I decided to really strip back how I'm connecting with you, connecting with my community, to focus on what I call the seed methodology, which is, or seed framework, which means that anything in my business has to be S, simple, E, effective, E, elegant, and D, delightful. And so I thought, okay, let's break this down, because I'm sure you're experiencing, just as most of us are, 
just this volume of ideas and concepts and which one should I do first and it used to happen to me with listening to podcasts about health and if I listened to two or three a week I was like well bloody hell what am I implementing am I doing the intermittent fasting am I prioritizing my sleep should I be trying to do exercise at this time of the day instead and there were just too many things so I just came back to it and I just picked one thing each week and just focus on that And then when that isn't taking any energy and it's just become part of who I am, let's pick the next thing. So my contribution to that is going to have one podcast a week. I will get it to you on a Monday. Very cool. We're starting today on the 1st of January, on the first day of the year. And you'll have one concept and then there'll be a journal post about it up on the website later in the week. And as I mentioned in podcast zero, I would love to also, like this will be the theory episode and I would really like to get you an interview with one of my coaching clients or one of my colleagues or one of my circle about how they're implementing it. So hopefully that will be on the podcast, but sometimes it won't be. Sometimes it might just need to be on Instagram or it might need to be as an email just depending on on what happens, because the priority is the freedom, the joy, the expansion and the connection, not the I made a plan and I must stick to it. So today we're going to talk about the very first concept, the very first question, which is this question, what do I want? Now, this question is the first step or the first foundation in creating time freedom and we're going to be focusing in my membership prune and bloom and focusing on working with my one-to-one clients on creating time freedom at least in the first few months of this year now the reason for that is it was the springboard i think for me to create a lot of the things in my life last year when we focus on one specific area It doesn't mean that we don't change or improve other areas of our life. It's more that we create change much more quickly. And I had spent so much time last year, I started my 15-hour workweek mastermind mastermind in January. So literally, it was probably about 12 days from now, this time last year. And I'd created it by about June, I suppose. It took me about six months to really get it because of that's how long it took me um there were you know Rita's health journey lots of different things happening and it sort of became less of a priority even though it was something I was working on every week I gave myself the space to just do what I needed to do to get through that part of the year and then it just became something that I didn't think about very much like I had time freedom from June to the end of the year And I admit, I sort of put together the resources, threw them into the coaching platform and just assumed that everyone else would also create time freedom (laughs) and then forgot that other people maybe don't understand what time freedom is. They haven't heard of it. They haven't created it. And the whole point of me certifying as a time hacker coach was so that I could teach people time freedom. Because when you renegotiate your relationship with time, you are also powerfully, drastically changing other areas in your life. So by making this your focus of I'm going to create time freedom, however that looks to me, I'm not saying you need to build a 15-hour work week. 
It might be that you just want to get a couple of hours for yourself each day, or you just want to not feel overwhelmed by time, or you want to feel like, you know, one of the big reasons, I've spoken about it before, but one of my big reasons for joining the 15-hour work week was, number one, I felt incredibly stressed about time in terms of my body. I was, I'd become single at 35. I didn't know if I wanted kids or not. I had this idea in my head that at like 37, everything stops working. Your fertility just disappears. And I didn't know. And I felt this enormous pressure of like, oh, well, should I have, you know, what should I be doing? Do I want to have kids? If I want to have kids, then should I be looking for a partner? Should, should I be trying to do this on my own? Where should I be living? I can't do this when I don't know where I'm living. And just all this stress and all this pressure. And then the other thing was I had family members who were very, very sick. And I felt like time was running out for me to be with them and to connect with them. And just a lot of heaviness around time. And so that was my reason for doing it. Now, the reason I'm sharing that with you is, again, to come back to this question of what do I want? And what I wanted at that point in time, more than anything, was to feel that time wasn't controlling me. I wanted to feel, I didn't know it was called time freedom, but that's what I wanted. I wanted to feel that I could... I could be in control of my life, that I could feel comfortable. And as I started to create time freedom, some of the things that I experienced were feeling like it was the summer holidays when I was a kid. And I realized, I remember taking Rita for a walk one day in the afternoon and it must have been like three or four o'clock and we were just wandering through the hills and I was like, I don't know what time it is, let's have a look wow, it feels like I've already had like three whole days today. When was the last time I felt like this? And I realized that, yeah, it was when I was in probably primary school. And when I got to high school, that's when it suddenly felt like I didn't have time freedom. And it was just a constant countdown to exams or taking decisions about university or what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, you know, just like time became this sort of sand slipping through the hourglass that felt that it was non-renewable and I remember experiencing the idea that I would be too old to do things like really weird things like I remember I used to play a lot of musical instruments and I remember thinking like well there's no point there's no point me playing violin because I'm not grade eight by the age of 16 so I'm a failure and and now I'm like maybe I'm going to learn cello next year like maybe I'll start playing piano when I'm 40 who knows so that question, what do I want, that can set our GPS, okay? So I'm going to talk to you about three topics today related to the question, what do I want? And I just want you to think of time freedom and how the power of asking this question, what do I want, will start to help you create time freedom, and why you want to create time freedom as well, right? Time freedom is amazing. And well, anyway, we're going to talk about it a lot. So the first part of this is when we ask the question, what do we want? We set one priority because we set our GPS. So if you think about this, um, let's say we say, okay, I want to go to Paris and I want to drive there, right? By making driving to Paris your goal, 
And then thinking about, okay, I want to make this journey to Paris a really delightful, joyful, fun experience. As you go, you are also going to gain the experience of becoming more confident in your car. You're also going to see different landscapes outside. You're going to have different conversations. You're going to be learning different pieces of information while you're listening to an audiobook or while you're listening to the radio. All those things will also be happening. Those little mini goals will be achieving themselves or you'll be achieving them while you have this one goal of, of getting to Paris, okay? So sometimes we think that, well, if I make time freedom my goal, or if I make health or fitness my goal, or if I make learning a language my goal, I'm not going to achieve the other goals. But I want to show you that we set one goal as our GPS. So for me, that concept of what do I want? I want my 15-hour work week. It meant I started achieving a lot of my financial goals, not in the beginning, like in the beginning, well, no, that's not true. I did in the beginning because I had to increase my income to pay for, for the mastermind. But the skills that I was developing and the self-trust that I was learning by pursuing this one goal were then helping me to make faster decisions, more powerful decisions in other areas of my life. It meant that I stopped people pleasing. It meant that I got very detached from pricing. It meant that I got very detached from experimenting with things. It was really about getting into this mindset of time freedom and the 15-hour workweek mindset, which also then created much more financial freedom. So when you set one goal, you ask yourself, what do I want? It means you will also achieve your other goals more quickly because instead of putting four or five or two even like having two different priorities, which obviously is not possible. We can't have two priorities. We can only have one priority. But if you put Paris and Berlin into your GPS, what will happen? Glitching. Or you'll just be zigzagging between the two of them, meaning that you'll still get to one of them before the other, but far more slowly and with less intention and with frustration and friction and just generally feeling irritated about why am I going this way and then this way and this way. Whereas if we say, okay, the goal is Paris, then Berlin, straight line, straight line, or beautiful journey, beautiful journey. Maybe you say, right, I'm going to Paris in my car. I'm going to get this lovely vintage car and have an amazing road trip. And then I'm going to get the train to Berlin. And then I'm going to decide on another destination. Okay, so we create fluidity and flow and smoothness by setting our GPS and going after that one thing as our priority. Now, the second thing I want to talk about first is having this question, what do I want? The second thing is, why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to ask ourselves, what do we want? Now, I have the last few weeks asked lots of my coaching clients and coaching colleagues as well, people that were on my certification, this question, because we still coach each other a lot. What do you want? And what has been fascinating to me is watching the facial expression change of the person I'm asking. And usually what happens is there's this like sort of bittersweet moment where I can see them like <gasps> thinking it. And then before they even let themselves verbalize or 
or just create any kind of solidity to what they want, I can then see them not letting themselves do that. And when I ask them what happened and to tell me what happened in their thought process, it will be, okay, I asked myself and then I immediately thought, be realistic. Or I immediately thought, that doesn't happen in our industry. Or I immediately thought, don't be so silly, so foolish, right? So we are taught that when we want things for ourselves, this is somehow in competition with what other people want, that it's somehow selfish. And this will differ depending on your culture, depending on how you've been socialized, depending on your social uh, status, depending on religion, depending on your family. There are so many different things that will influence this. And so what we want to do is just be conscious of that, right? And if you think about like, it doesn't mean we don't change it. It just means that this is a skill that we need to practice. And if we take into account what's the environment that we're in. So let's say that I decide that I'm going to learn the skill of running. But I'm going to start to do that somewhere where the, you know, like very high up, right, in a, I don't know, tabletop city, and the, ac the oxygen is very low. Well, then I need to take into consideration different things. Maybe I need to train slightly more differently in shorter bursts. Maybe I need to use some kind of equipment. Maybe I need to think about the, the clothes, the trainers that I'm wearing, you know, different things. So when we think about that water that we swim in, our culture and our socialization, then we can make different decisions and we can experiment with a more self-compassionate way and we create the much better conditions. I'm so excited I can't say it. We create much more opportunity for success for ourselves by investigating that and just acknowledging it, not getting frustrated, just noticing it, okay? Now, the third thing we want to do is to think about, okay, here's the question. This is why it's useful. This is how it's powerful. This is why it's hard. Now, how do we ask it? So what we can do is, first of all, say it out loud. What do I want? Right? And notice, how do you feel? What comes up in your body? What thoughts do you have? And we can ask at different times of the day just to practice it. So I got one of my clients to practice doing this with even thinking about her coffee when she went to a cafe. You know, how do I like my coffee? How do I want my coffee? Is it the same? Do I want the same coffee at 1pm as at 8pm? What do I want for food? You know, when I was in a relationship for like 15 years in a row, one after the other, um, whenever I thought about food... I was always considering someone else. Will they like this food? What did we eat yesterday? Um, will this be good for them if they're doing, you know, like blah, blah, blah. I never thought about like, what do I want? Just what do I want? Because there was this idea that it was less important. So you might be doing that with your kids. You might be doing that just out of habit. You might be doing it because you saw your mother do it. And your mother self-sacrificed all of the time. And now you're repeating the same pattern. Again, that's okay. Just notice that we can just practice the skill of asking what we want in different places. And then start to do it 
in all the areas of your life, like when you get dressed. Sometimes I get dressed in the morning and my clothes don't feel completely comfortable. And it's a really funny thing, like I have a very small frame and I a lot of my clothes are like slight, they're a size too big because I had an idea of what my size was and I kept buying for it. So things didn't feel quite comfortable. The sleeves were slightly too long. The jumper's a little bit too baggy. I switched a couple of weeks ago. One of my very good friends bought me a like a nighty um, to sleep in because she had one, and I'd said like, "Oh, you look so glamorous. I want something like that." And I'd always worn pajamas because I get cold. But suddenly, sleeping in nighty and having my legs free and just wearing some socks at the beginning when I get into bed. I was just so much more comfortable. And now I think I'll never wear pajamas ever again. Or I'll check in with myself, right? How do my clothes feel now? What sort of food does your body want? Not just when you think about planning the meal, but even like, you know, just throughout the day, asking yourself, body, what do you need? What food do you need? What do you want emotionally? Do I need to be listened to right now? Do I want to be amused? Do I want to be entertained? Do I want to be held? Do I want to feel safe? What do you want romantically? Do you want your partner to speak to you differently? Do you want to have romantic experiences if you're single? Do you want space? Do you want to work on your relationship with yourself for a period? So just practice asking those questions. Now, another thing that can work is you can use this as a trick, which is bridging this. So if you notice a lot of resistance to asking yourself, what do I want? And you're really struggling with it because you feel it's selfish or it's, you know, whatever it is that, that gives you that resistance or it's pointless, your self-esteem might not be in a great place at the moment. It might need repairing and rebuilding. And you may feel like, why, you know, I don't have any control of my life. What's the point in asking what I want? You might have experienced disappointment. So in that situation, again, just notice these are the oxygen levels around me. So maybe I need to start by bridging this and noticing that, okay, how is it better for everyone around me? So there's two ways we can do this. The first is we can ask, how is it better for those around me when I ask myself what I want? And so if you are a parent, a caregiver, if you are a manager, if you have, you know, if you're clients, if you're self-employed, what might it do for them what benefit when you prioritize yourself? How might modeling it? And I think of this and I think of, you know, for my little mum, when I started to say, you know what, I am actually going to look after myself right now because if I don't prioritize sleep, then I will not be available to look after Rita and to take these really difficult decisions. When she was really, really sick, I just had to strip everything back. And all I could really do was focus on bringing in the minimum money so that I could cover the vet's bills and the hospital bills that balanced with allowing me to be as present with Rita driving to and from the hospital and also sleeping and resting as possible. Friendships, I didn't really see people. I didn't do a lot of things for myself. I was having like, you know, just minimized it, minimized it, minimized it because it was survival. And at the time, my mum had things going on in her life as well. And I think it just reinforced and helped her to see how she might 
be neglecting herself at that point in time and how important it would have been to look after herself as well, right? And then vice versa, my mum helped me to see that I needed to look after myself when she took those decisions for herself. So the end goal is not to do this and not to ask yourself what you want and go for what you want because it's helpful for other people. We want to do it just because it's good for us in the same way that walking your dog, letting them go out and sniff and be a dog, they just deserve to have that just because they're a dog. And we deserve to ask what we want just because we're a human, okay? But if it helps you to bridge, use it. Now, the second thing that we can do there, oh, now I forgot what I was gonna say. So yeah, there's modeling it for other people. And then there's also practicing asking it for ourselves. <laughs> Lovely people, I've forgotten what I was going to say. I bet I'll remember later. Well, I'll add it onto the email if I remember. So if you are thinking about what to do next, two things. Number one, three things, there are three things. Number one, start practicing asking yourself, what do I want? Noticing what comes up, stretching it, exercising it, investigating it. Number two, the Prune and Bloom coaching membership will be open this month. We are focusing on creating time freedom. Come and join us. If you've got questions about signing up, then you can just email me. That's probably the best. You can direct message me on Instagram if you want, but I would always say email is a better way to get hold of me. And then three, use some of the free resources. So if you join the Life Atelier, you will get the little leopard print book, which has got lots of resources all about changing your life in there. And in the Life Atelier community, I will put a prompt connected to this coaching question. And you can come and join the Prune and Bloom Challenge as well. So there's loads of free resources in there. It's lovely. And so here we go, 2024, my friends. This is going to be a good one. See you next week.